0: in the rain, I just sing and in the rain what a glorious deal and... ah it burns like a glisco bikini wax and alone, long life is getting you lonely, you can always go ah doon. Cool. Ah, make way for willy said make way <laughs> for willy and what there's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease, Scotsman. Then grease me up, woman! Sir, so, have you noticed how North Edinburgh Gophers putt like this? And South Edinburgh golfers putt like this? Hello and welcome to Willie Hears you, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. I'm your host Ian and this is the show where we aim to rate and rank every single Simpsons episode ever, as well as getting the thoughts and opinions of you guys as much as possible in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst Simpsons episodes of all time. This is episode number 12, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about season 1, episode 12, Krusty Gets Busted. This is the penultimate episode of season 1, and it's been, it feels like it's been a bit of a journey already, and we're only 12 episodes deep, but yes, we are very, very close to finishing season 1. Next week will be the final episode of the season. We'll take a week break from episode reviews but we won't be going anywhere because we're going to be doing our trivia challenge our first ever trivia challenge we're going to have a couple of special guests coming on to the show to take part in the first ever simpsons willy here's your trivia challenge so that's what will be happening during the week in between our reviews of season one and then the week after that we will jump into season number two how exciting if you would like to support us, you can go to our socials, go to Twitter, at Willie Hears. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Willie Hears you a Scottish Simpsons podcast. You can leave us emails, at uh, just go to williehears at gmail.com. You can send us emails about the episodes that we're covering, about the trivia that we have, about our listener question of the week, literally about anything at all that is related to The Simpsons, email us williehears at gmail.com. Finally, you can also, in the same vein as the emails, leave us voicemails too. All you need to do is go to the link that is in the description for this episode and it will take you to the place where you can leave us a voicemail and we would highly recommend you do so and get yourself heard on the show. But with that being said, we're not going to hang about anymore. We're going to get straight into the episode. And we're talking about Krusty Gets Busted. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman. Okie dokie. This episode first aired on the 29th of April 1990, was directed by Brad Bird, written by Jay Krogan and Wallace Wolodarski. Slightly lower in the viewership, 30.4 million US viewers, which is down 800,000 from the previous week. 13th though in the weekly ratings, Uh, Nielsen rating of 16.4, which is up from the 15.5 it got the week before. And it was the highest rated episode, uh, highest rated show, sorry, on Fox that week. Chalkboard gag. They are laughing at me, not with me. And the couch gag. Again, another classic season one couch gag. Maggie pops out and is caught by March. It's it's the season one theme that's run out. I'll be very, very glad when we jump into later seasons and we can get some more creative and imaginative uh, couch gags. One thing I do like about this episode, it's the first real episode that has centered around someone not in the Simpson family. It's the first real, you know, we've first real time where the main plot, the main story, there is only really the main story, there's no real subplot to this. Um, but the main story is that of Krusty the Clown and um, his side sh- his sidekick sh- Sideshow Bob. It's very weird as well, going all the way back and seeing Sideshow Bob not be the criminal mastermind. It's very weird to see sort of Bart and Lisa talking about Sideshow Bob as if you know, as if he's not the the murder the attempted murderer that we know him to go on and be. Um, there's some good stuff in this episode. Um this episode this this episode got really really mixed reviews from you guys. Some of you out there uh really really liked it. Some of you out there really didn't like it. So it's uh it's very it got some very mixed reviews but overall, I think this seemed like quite a popular episode with most of most folks. I think it is because it gives us that little bit of a difference. It gives us the difference of this isn't about The Simpsons, this is about another character, because in previous episodes, you know, we've gotten bits and pieces from, you know, Mr. Burns, you know, we've had external characters come in and play a relatively major role in the plotline, but ultimately that plotline's all been about The Simpsons. I'm you know, obviously, I'm I'm talking about people like Jack, for example. In Life on the Fast Lane, plays a really major role in that episode, but ultimately that episode is still, you know, about uh, Marge. You know, you've got uh, other characters who have come in and played big roles, like a deal, uh, and and some others as well. You know, the the, the not an exhaustive list, but you know, this is the first one that's really not about The Simpsons, and it's it's refreshing because I think. Eleven episodes in, eleven episodes in. We've only really gotten one Marge episode and one Lisa episode, and loads and loads about Homer and Bart. So it, it, it is nice to to get that. But we'll go with we'll go through it, and we'll we'll talk a bit more about certain aspects of the episode as as we go on. This uh, show begins with the Krusty Show. It opens up with the Krusty Show, and you've got Bart and Lisa chanting along with the the, the live audience at home. Hey kids, who do you love? Happy! How much do you love me? With With all our hearts! What would you do if I went off the air? we kill ourselves! (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we see how Sideshow Bob is getting treated. You know, he's he's, he's the butt of the jokes. In a slightly different way to later on in the series where we see Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel seems to be... Actually this relatively strong character on the in the times, you know, he's a very 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 sub character But in the times where he gets some dialogue and that, you know, he's, he's, he seems a lot stronger whereas Sideshow Bob here seems he seems kind of meek and Just willing to do whatever it is that Krusty has got for him I don't think Sideshow Mel would quite put up with so much shit uh, but here we go. And eventually Sideshow Bob gets fired. He doesn't even get fired out of the cannon. He gets shoved in a cannon which gets let off. And he just stays there and he gets burnt to a crisp. He loses all his hair. And it's funny. It's really funny at this point. Because Krusty says the words, don't blame me, I didn't do it. And everyone laughs. And, you know, obviously in a later episode, and I can't remember the name of the episode right now off the top of my head. But obviously we get that. Is it, is it Bart Gets Famous? It might be Bart Gets Famous. Um, he gets famous for his for saying the exact same phrase, "I didn't do it," and I, th- I find that quite funny that you know we got that here. I actually kind of forgotten that we had that in this episode, and it gets said quite a few times. So it is obviously intended to be maybe a bit of a catchphrase of Krusty, but it obviously ends up not being, but ends up becoming a bit of a plot line for Bart later in the series. And this is also where we get uh, an episode of Itchy and Scratchy. I think this is the first episode. Is this the first episode of Itchy and Scratchy we've got in? That might not be right. That might not be right. But anyway, we get Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, and it's, again, much like the rest of season one. It's a relatively straightforward episode. It's called Burning Love. And it's basically a flaming arrow that gets stabbed into Scratchy's arse. And that's it. Marge comes in. She's worried about the senseless violence but um, then calls Homer to get him to get ice cream because Patty and Selma are visiting it, Visiting to show them slides from their uh, the recent trip. Homer goes to the quickie mart and we see Krusty. Krusty is also at the quickie mart, but he's got a mask on that doesn't hide his face in the slightest, which is obviously the intention. Homer stands on his foot but and then sees his gun and immediately hides. And this is where, you know, I think we as the viewer, I don't think this is the, is this the first appearance of Krusty? I don't think it is. Um, I think it's the first sort of major appearance of Krusty, but we have seen Krusty before. And as the audience, this is where you definitely notice that something's wrong, because the voice is wrong. The voice of Krusty is just not right. So we, as the viewer, immediately know that it's not Krusty that that committed this crime. But he robs the quickie mart, and Apu, Apu has done this before. Hand over all your money in a paper bag. Yes, yes, I know the procedure for armed robbery. I do work in a convenience store, you know. So we cut to Patty and Selma there showing a slideshow of their holiday clips. Meanwhile, Homer is describing the attacker to the police and and he just draws Krusty the clown. I feel like this was a real sort of missed opportunity here to have a, a a funny gag about Homer, you know, sort of describing some imaginary character. Because, as we see later, they have the CCTV footage of Krusty committing the crimes. They didn't really need Homer's photo fit. They just needed to know, you know, it's a clown. And then when they, they could still do the, the police lineup, and Homer could still have picked out Krusty. Um, so, yeah, I found that, like, a little bit odd. I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity for a gag there. Police go and arrest Krusty. And Police Chief Wiggum reads him his rights. Krusty the Clown, you're under arrest for armed robbery. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say, blah, 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 blah. It's a joke. And then they get, the, and this is where they give the, the the lineup of clowns to Homer. You know, we get the line sending the clowns. Homer is laughing hysterically just at the sight of clowns. And I don't know about you guys at home, I found this to be a bit forced because, you know, regardless of whether you think clowns are funny or not, I don't think anyone just outwardly, openly laughs at clowns just by their appearance, so... But Homer rushes home, because Patty and Selma at this point are thinking that Homer's just sort of flaked on another one of their visits. Uh, but he rushes home to tell them the news, and Bart and Lisa are a bit, little bit devastated. Marge tries to give Bart a little bit of hope, uh, but Homer just dashes it straight away. Oh, Krusty, how could you? Yes, no, it yes, I it looks very bad, honey. Well, who I'm knows? Innocent. Maybe it'll turn out he was innocent all along. Earth to Marge, Earth to Marge. I was there. The clown is G-I-L-L-T-Y. At this point, we start getting news stories on the TV of 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 the trial of Krusty. We get a little bit of background about Krusty the Clown. You know, we see things like uh, them showing Krusty having heart attack um, on his show previously. And this is all, this does all, I, I like this because this all does give us plot points later on. Because at this point, you're a little bit like, okay... This is mildly amusing, but it's not particularly funny, but it does serve a purpose later in the episode. So I think we can forgive it a little bit for that. Um, We cut to Reverend Lovejoy, who suggests burning everything that bears Krusty's face. So pretty much any, any sort of Krusty the Clown merchandise, he wants to have a communal burning, much like a book burning, but with Krusty the Clown. Uh, at this point, we see Krusty without makeup and uh, heading to the trial. And I think someone, I think it might have been the other Ian, actually, who actually criticised this. But I think it's a nice touch. I actually like this, the fact that we see Krusty without the makeup. Um, you know, because it, it, it adds a little bit more of sort of grounding and realism to the episode, which I think... Based on where The Simpsons is about to go, you know, in the previous episode, The Craps of Wrath, there wasn't a lot, that was that was probably one of the wackier episodes, albeit not successfully, but one of the wackier episodes of the series so far. So it was nice, I think, to get that little bit of grounding and bring us a little bit back to Earth with a little bit of realism. He tells Bart in the crowd, sorry, I'd lost my place there, that he didn't do it and the audience, the crowd start laughing. They think he's just saying his... Uh, saying his catchphrase, and when he's asked to enter his plea, he gets that wrong. Crusty the Clown, how do you plead? I plead guilty, Your Honor. <gasps> <gasps> oh, <laughs> I'm not guilty. Opening night jitters, Your Honor. So at this point, Sideshow Bob takes over the Krusty the Clown show and it becomes the Sideshow Bob show. Uh, Bart and Lisa they have an argument about whether they keep, should keep watching the show. Lisa has decided that she's going to keep watching it. She prefers the highbrow nature of it, where obviously Bart prefers the wackiness of Krusty. And Bart enlists Lisa's help to prove Krusty's innocence. And they go to the quickie Mart to investigate the scene of the crime. They find a sign on the microwave about people uh, that pretty much tells people to stay away from it if they have a pacemaker. They figure out, we find out in court that uh, Krusty can't read, so we I, I have jumped over a little bit there. We figure out in court that uh, Krusty can't read, so why would he be standing reading a magazine? And uh, at this point, when they're at the magazines, Apu, he's, he's not happy about the fact that they're reading his magazines. How could Krusty have been reading a magazine if he can't read? Hey, hey, this is not a lending library. If you're not going to buy that thing, put it down or I'll blow your heads off. So we cut back here to Sideshow Bob's new show, and he's got a very different, like I said, style of show. It's much, much more highbrow than anything that Krusty the Clown ever used to do. And he sings a musical number at this point and pretends backstage when um to be upset about what happened to Krusty the clown but you when he gets that door closed we see him laugh maniacally and even though it's not explicitly said to us at this point that sideshow bob we know that sideshow bob did it obviously for a long time fans and watchers of the system this the simpsons we know that it was sideshow bob this is common knowledge but if you i was watching this again trying to put myself in the shoes of watching it for the first time which is obviously virtually impossible but try to do that but at this point you know you know that Sideshow Bob is the culprit. Uh, Bart and Lisa visit him to try and because they think he's innocent they don't believe it's Sideshow Bob at this point so they're trying to convince him that Krusty the clown's innocent but he's just brushing them off but gives them free tickets to the show and during the show he picks Bart out of the audience and this is where Bart reveals to the world or to Springfield sorry that that it would seem that Krusty was framed. And Bob continues to just brush these accusations off. But this is where Bart then figures out that it was Bob because he notices the size of their feet. And obviously Krusty wears these big clown shoes, but actually has really little feet. So he obviously like stuffs his shoes. And we see that scene of him going up the courthouse with small feet, whereas Saito Bob actually has the big feet. And Homer, when he stood on the, the attacker's feet, um it actually hurt them. So he obviously had big feet. Uh, The police just come and arrest Bob. This is enough, because Bob then sort of loses the plot. Um, So the police arrest him. Krusty the Clown is released. Police Chief Wiggum and Bart uh, offers Krusty an apology. And Bart gets all of his crusty merchandise back. And that is it. That is it for the episode. The thing, I think, overall about this episode, and all of season one, right, I think this is a perfectly solid episode. I think this is decent. I think there's some good gags in here. But there's no real, like, rolling on the floor laughing out loud moments. You know, if you think... To some of the moments that we're gonna get in the next few seasons. There's nothing in this episode that really comes close to that. And that that applies for all of season one. And that's why when it gets to the ratings, I keep I've kept my ratings relatively grounded. At the most so far, uh, an episode has got a six and a half for me, because I don't think any any of the episodes even sort of come close to having the impact, like, uh, having the impact that later seasons will do, and so I, I really just can't give any episodes higher ratings than that, so overall, a good episode, a solid episode, it was nice to get away from the Simpson family for a show, for, um, for the show, it was nice to get background, again, continuing to world build, we get some background to Krusty the Clown, because even though we've been world building at this point by introducing new characters like Ned and Reverend Lovejoy and Apu and Chief Wiggum and Krusty, this is the first time we've really gone into the backstory of one of those characters with um, Krusty here. You know, we get a bit of his backstory, we get, you know, what his show used to be, things that have happened to him, his, his heart attack, his illiteracy. And these are all things that will get referenced in the seasons as they go on, so... It was definitely nice to get that. So overall, not a great episode, not a bad episode, um, but a, a, a decent episode. What, uh, probably one of the slightly, the better episodes, I think, from season one. So uh, with that being said, we shall move on to our next segment, which is the ratings and the reviews. <laughs> There's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease Scotsman. We'll go through the ratings. IMDb actually scored this an 8.4 out of 10 um, from IMDb, which is the highest rated of season one. It's the only the, second, uh, the third episode of the season so far that's been given a rating in the eights. Bart the General got an 8 from IMDb. Simpsons Roasting got an 8.2 from IMDb. And they've given Crustate Gets Busted an 8.4. When you look at the lowest episodes which is Homer's Night Out and Homer's Odyssey, you've both got 7.4s off of. So they've, they, they've been rating these really high. I think they've probably been getting rated highly because of their classic status more than anything else. Uh, but this was popular with you guys, listeners, too. There was a couple of mixed reviews but and lower scores. But in, in, on the whole, you guys really liked this episode, and you gave it, in, on average, an 8.1 out of 10, which is also the highest rated uh, rating that you guys have given a show. There's no disgrace like Home got an 8 from you guys, but nothing else has even come close to that. Bart the Generals the next one on a 7.3, and everything else has been in the 6s or lower. So uh, 8.1, really, really high score. Uh, we'll go to some of your listener opinions. Boomer says, one of the highlights of the first season, 8 out of 10, because of highly flammable children's toys. Timothy Burleson says, there's so much world building here, but it is still season 1. Amy it also gives it an 8, only because they hadn't reached their season 3 pure gold stride yet. Uh, we will get the thoughts of the other Ian. Ian Spencer gives this, uh, and he says... I'd give it a 6, a huge improvement over Crepes of Wrath, there's no doubt there, Uh, but that's not saying much. Right from the beginning, this episode feels very sharp and lively. It has a handful of solid laughs, but the story also has a really solid flow to it. I also noticed that right from the beginning, there are clues that it's not Krusty who did the robbery. It almost feels like an early iteration of Who Shot Mr Burns, where they have all the clues there for us in the episode. It's also great seeing Lisa be a driving force of the action, Bart can afford to share the spotlight. That said, there are a few moments where you can see the show not being as finely tuned as it eventually gets. Krusty's makeup being removable and the bad lawyer not being Lionel Hutz stand out as odd in the broader contents of the show. Plus the end where Krusty thanks Bart for always believing in him just feels corny. That would not fly in later seasons. Overall, definitely a sharper episode and I would say top 5 from season 1. This also just feels like a classic episode even though it's only season 1. Kinda like Call of the Simpsons, but maybe that's just me. Anyway, my favorite moment overall from this was probably how quickly the children's toys all caught fire because of the toxic chemicals. I think you raised some really good points there, Ian. I did disagree with you earlier about the removable makeup, but it does feel weird how not having Lionel Hutz in this episode. But obviously he's not been introduced to us yet as a character. They've not created him as a character. And I do like that early comparison sort of to who shot Mr. Burns. Obviously that like, that's becomes a much 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 more dramatic double episode. Um, but it does feel like a little bit of an early iteration of that, I do I do kind of agree with you there as well, uh, and it is just not a final change, and you're right, it is nice to see Lisa actually sort of be be present in this episode, because we've both commented on uh, on it previously about how absent she is for most of this episode, and how really, like, if she wasn't there for most of the episode, you wouldn't even notice. So it is nice to have Lisa be a real driving force in this episode, you're absolutely right, and you, like I say, you gave it a six. So... I'm also going to give this episode a 6. I don't think it's the best episode from season 1, but I think it is one of the better episodes of the season. Uh, I think, for me, you know, the, I've rated Life on the Fast Lane and The Call of the Simpsons higher with a 6.5, but, the, you know, I've also given There's No Disgrace Like Home a 6. And I think it is in that sort of top 5-ish of the season, So yeah, a 6 out of 10 for me. And all of our scores, my scores, the other Ian's, you guys, the listeners, and the IMDB score combined gives Krusty Gets Busted an average score of 7.1 out of 10, puts it in second place of the now 12 episodes we've covered on the show, and is only the second episode on the show that's been given a score over 7. So well done to Krusty Gets Busted. We'll take this opportunity to move on, and we will get into a little bit of trivia. Sir, so, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers putt like this? And South Edinburgh golfers putt like this? Not a huge amount of trivia for this episode, so this is going to be fairly short. This is the first appearances in the, of The Simpsons for Judge Snyder, Kent Brockman, and Scott Christian, who is a character who will only appear here in the earlier episodes. It is the first appearance of these guys. So again, continuing that world building, this time we're going into sort of the courthouse and the media. So it, it, the world building is, is definitely going up. It's an interesting fact here, and one uh, I think a lot of people find, it, James Earl Jones was actually originally called to voice Sideshow Bob, but eventually they they chose Kelsey Grammer instead, and James Earl Jones does appear in The Simpsons later on, but that would have definitely been an interesting interesting take, I think, on Sideshow Bob. Kelsey Grammer, for uh, all the faults he might have as, as a person, is is absolutely excellent as Sideshow Bob, and I think now, now that it's been going on for so long, I don't think us as Simpsons viewers could really, really picture anyone else voicing that character. That character is is Kelsey Grammer, so... He definitely went on and made a successful choice. Crusty the Clown is actually based on a real television clown from Portland, Oregon called Rusty Nails, and it's a clown that Matt Groening claims that he used to watch growing up, and that is what he based Crusty the Clown on. And finally, this was listed by Screen Rant as the best episode of season one. I think it's definitely one that can be argued up there about being at the top end of the season. But for me, it's, it's not the best episode of the season. It lacks, it lacks the real sort of laugh out loud moments. They're funny moments, um, but it, lack, it lacks a little bit of something for me for it to be considered the best episode of the season. And that's literally it. That's all we've got for trivia. Like I said, not a huge amount of it this week. So we're going to quickly move on to our final segment of the show, which is the listener question of the week. Talking on a turn. That's a paddling. Looking out the window. That's a paddling. Staring at my handles. That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. This week's listener question of the week, and quite apt for this episode, what is your favourite Sideshow Bob moment? What is your favourite Sideshow Bob moment? Uh, we put this out on all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and ask for your favourite Sideshow Bob moments, and here are just a few of those responses. Rags von Grimm says, Obviously the rakes, but that aside, one thing that kills me is when he's trying to hypnotise Bart with a penny and drops it. Tales from the Animal Kingdom podcast. Uh, Says, uh, actually posted the gif. Is, oh, I see. When one, it's when it's one of my schemes, you can't foil it fast enough. But when it's Cecil tries to kill you, it's hopeless, utterly, utterly hopeless. Westy says, the I've grown accustomed to his face scene. Soundtrack to your life simply says Rakes. I think a lot of people would... I think what I liked about some of the responses I was getting from you guys is a lot of you acknowledged that Rakes was probably the best, but then also tried to give me alternates as well. Drac V says, I deride your truth-handling ability, which is one that I'm a big fan of. And finally, Ian Spencer, impossible not to say the Rakes, but that feels... that also feels basic. Aside from that, probably be Attempted Murderer? Honestly, what is that? Can you win a Nobel Prize for Attempted Chemistry? So, thank you so much to all of you guys for your responses. Some really, really great sideshow Bob moments in there. Uh, and I do appreciate you. Up next, next week, sorry, uh, next week's listener question of the week. Which retired, and I don't mean retired as being in the retirement home, I mean a Simpsons character that no longer appears. Which retired Simpsons character do you wish could be brought back? Now, this could be any character that no longer appears in The Simpsons for any reason. Either they have just simply retired the character. Or perhaps the voice actor has sadly passed on and we can no longer have that character. You can pick anyone you want. What retired Simpsons character do you wish could be brought back? That thread is currently up on all of our social medias. On Twitter, at Willie Hears. Facebook, Instagram, Willie Hears You, Scottish Simpsons Podcast. You can also find us using that handle on TikTok as well. That's it for this week's show up next on the show. It is the season finale and it is some enchanted evening and now we've already got the threads up asking for some reviews of this and this I thought that Crusted Gets Busted got some mixed reviews. I don't even think the reviews for this are particularly mixed they're just not great so it's going to be very very interesting to discuss that next week. Uh, some enchanted evening if you would like to have your say and have your thoughts read out on the show then you can go to that thread on our socials and put your comment rate and score some enchanted evening don't forget you can also email us your thoughts on some enchanted evening just email us at willyhears at gmail.com let us know what you think Uh, email us about the listener question of the week email us about the show you can email us about literally anything as well uh, like I said, that's it for this week's show. Thank you so, so much. We are almost at the end of the journey for season one. We're approaching our first ever trivia challenge in season two. Hopefully we can ramp things up. I'm hoping, looking to continue developing the show, adding in some maybe some new stuff for season two as well to keep things fresh as well. But uh, thank you once again for listening. I really, really appreciate you. And until next week, make way for Willie! in the rain, I just sing, and in the rain, oh, the glorious deal, and, ah, it burns like a Glasgow Bikini Wax, And alone, long life is getting you lonely, you can always go, cool. ah, doon. ah, make way for Willie, <laughs> said make way for Willie, you gloated gasper, <laughs> There's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease Scotsman. Then grease me up, woman, sir. So, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers putt like this, and South Edinburgh golfers putt like this?